All right. So, um, you know how whenever you talk to somebody who is a Christian, with them the discussion always kind of circles back to the same point one way or another every single time? Christians have a lens by which we view the world, a, a way of looking at things that colors everything else. And depending on your background, the kind of Christian you are, um, you end up talking about the same way every single time. It leaves you with an identity based on your denomination, a, a Protestant or an Evangelical, a Roman Catholic, a Lutheran identity. Um, depending on the kind of Christian that you are, you would maybe say if you were a Protestant or an Evangelical, God is in control. If you're a Roman Catholic, you would say there is a church. If you're a Lutheran, you'd say, Jesus died on the cross. These are the lenses by which we view everything else, the way that we approach things that color everything else. And what's cool is that all of us can agree on each point. There is a church. God is in control, and Jesus did die on the cross. But which one of these rules actually has a lot to do with what we talked about last time? Is the Bible God's word, or does it just contain God's word? Because if it just contains God's word, we need something more. Either something to sort of sort through what is God's word in there and what isn't and just is that extra stuff I don't want to think too hard about. Or even just to add, to continue, because the Bible stopped being written about 2,000 years ago and we still got stuff going on today. So depending on your, your church background, if you were a Protestant, for example, you would talk a lot about God having, God having a plan for your life, which is true. But I checked in the Bible and there is no book of Harrison with chapter and verse laid out for every major medical and financial and relationship decision that I have to make in this life. Also, some of the stuff I really want to do goes against what's in there. But if the Bible just contains God's word, well, it's by definition insufficient. If the Bible stops talking about 2,000 years before I start having problems, I need something more. And Honestly, I want something different because I don't want some of the things that are called sinful to be sinful. So I've got to find a reason. But if the Bible just contains God's word and there is more, well, God is still speaking. Either through your heart, through your emotions, or, or through your reason, your, your head. God is still speaking in one way or another. And so you might talk a lot about God leading you to do certain things. Um, I, I was led to go to the grocery store this day. I, I was led to, to go to seminary. Um, the problem is when we let God sort of be on the hook for every decision we make, we make him responsible for every stupid thing an idiot does that lands them in the ER because, hey, y'all watch this. And it, it sounded like a good idea at the time. Um, I, I watched. Uh, the Holy Spirit has spoken to me and told you to buy me an airplane to make me a better pastor. Never mind what I would do with it. Never Never mind that it's financially irresponsible. Um, God said so. And it's really hard to argue with that, right? That's why people do it. It's a handy trick. Um, except God is not actually the one who wanted you to do that thing that you did when you yelled, hey, y'all watch this, where you had to go get stitches. Not God's idea. Not God's plan. You were just being dumb. Stop. That's not a good way to approach things. Or maybe if you're a Roman Catholic and there is a church, which is true. Well, we need something to continue to tell us God's word. So we look to the church, which is great. Maybe the church then could address the parts of scripture they need talking about, like creation, so we could address some of those spots I'm not so sure about. Or, or, or maybe we could just continue to talk about the things that need talked about that weren't addressed at all. And so if you're a Roman Catholic, you have a pope, somebody who can actually speak to scripture and, and tell you this is how the scripture is to be read and this is what is also to be included on, on par with scripture. Um, so that the leader of the church then can change how the Bible is to be read or interpreted, except the church has done some messed up stuff. Councils can err. People have messed up. Go through history. It gets pretty ugly. And in all of it, 
it's safe to have one guy in charge of it until that guy messes up. There is a church, but Lutherans would say that God has already spoken to us as far as what that church is supposed to say. God has already spoken to us as far as what God's plan is. Everything actually does come back to that one thing we keep falling back on. Jesus died on the cross. Christ was crucified. That is the one thing that attests to everything else. The scriptures were written for this point that we would know what God's plan is. It is your redemption. Jesus has died on the cross for you and this is what everything is about and there is great freedom in this. See, now your emotions don't have to rule from on high, which is actually a really wonderful thing. God doesn't have to lead you to make every decision in your life, which is wonderful because, well, when you stub your toe, your emotions get to be a pretty fickle thing and God didn't lead you to curse the table. Also, the church doesn't need to rule either. It needs to serve the word. The church, the Bible, Bible, Bible wins. Your reason, your emotions, the Bible, the Bible wins. Your reason isn't bad. It's just that it serves the scriptures because at the end of the day, God is smarter than you. And if he's not, you need a better God. At the end of the day, it's not bad to have a church that would preach the scriptures, but the church doesn't rule the scriptures. It proclaims the scriptures. It teaches what they teach. God is in control in all of this stuff. But now I actually know what he's up to from outside of myself, from more than just my little problems in this world. I can look to his word and he tells me that his plan in all of the stuff that I don't understand is clear. It is to die and rise to save sinners. The details then about what school to go to, who to marry, what I was led to go to the grocery store to buy. All of that gets to be his problem to work out and I, he can actually be off the hook for it. I can buy what I want at the grocery store because I want to eat chips. That has nothing to do with salvation. That has nothing to do with God and it doesn't need to. I know what I need to know from the scriptures. Jesus died for me, a sinner. And when I find something I don't understand, I can look to the cross and I can actually start to address the tragedy of all the stuff I can't understand. When I find disaster and, and tragedy and, and, and awful, awful, awful things that happen in this world, I don't have to make up an excuse for God to allow this to happen. Because the cross tells me that God doesn't put himself above the fray. The cross tells me that when things turn ugly, when the world literally goes to hell, Jesus comes into the world and bears that suffering. God is not apart from that suffering. He is present in it to drag us through it, even through death and unto life again. The great hope in all of these things is that when God is in control, he is in control through a cross. When God is speaking through the church, he is speaking to the cross. Every last thing comes to that cross of Christ. Every last thing points to the fact that Jesus isn't afraid of suffering. And so we don't need to be either because he has brought us through it already through his death and resurrection. The church exists to proclaim this truth and it cannot exist apart from the proclamation of that truth and the, the sacraments that deliver that truth. The control that we're so desperate to have in our lives by somehow figuring out God's plan is actually a freeing thing because you don't get to be in control at all. But you get to be bound to the God who is not afraid to die that you would rise. So that you don't need to stop, you don't need to excuse all the awful things you don't want to be in this world, you can find God dying to bear sin, suffering, evil, and death, and rising so that he would endure where we flail and, and, and suffer. For a Lutheran, it all comes down to this, justification. It is the article on which the church stands or falls. Jesus died for sinners, for me, for you. Everything always comes back around to that, and that changes everything else. That changes what we're looking for when God is in control. That changes what we're looking for when we come into the church. Every last thing points to this. Jesus died on the cross that your sins would be forgiven you. Look at the world that way 
and you'll start to see what Lutheran identity is.